Good morning. Good morning, how are y'all? Good this morning. Excellent, excellent. Oh, wow, there, now I'm live. <laughs> okay. Um, Jason, do you know the song, Make Me a Servant? Lord, make me a servant. Would you lead us in that right now? We're going to start with the song, Make Me a Servant. Do you know what number that is? 564. 564. Okay, song number 564. And uh, we're going to sing that one before we get started. Remember, you're going to sit up straight, feet on the floor, bottoms back in the seat. Breathe with your belly, breathe down deep, and think about what the point of this song is. What's this song about? It's pretty easy. Go ahead. Thank you. The reason I asked him to lead that song is, do you all know what you're going to do when we're done here today? Some of you do. We're going to go to a place called the Mission. And the Mission is a place where people whose lives are really in, in crisis, people whose lives have a big, big problem, they go to get help. And we are going to go and serve and help. Isn't that right, Craig? We're going to go and serve and help. Now, let me tell you, most of these people who are in this place and their lives are in crisis, if you go all the way back to where it started, it was a bad friend. Maybe not 100% of them, but most of them are there because of a bad friend or two or three bad friends. And what we're going to talk about briefly this morning are five kinds of friends that you do not need to have. 
Okay, we're talking about bad company this week. There are five types of friends that we're going to talk about that will be harmful to you if you have them. Okay, let me scoot that back in there. Five kinds of friends that if you have a friend like this, you need to think serious about changing that friendship, okay? So, friend number one, the friend that tells you what you want to hear. Read Proverbs 27 and verse 6 for us, okay? Read really loud. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Okay. Think about that. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. Do you all know what flattery is? Flattery is when someone tells you how good you are all the time, how smart you are, how pretty you are, how, how special you are. They always tell you what you want to hear. You do not want a friend that always tells you what you want to hear. Now, let me say to first, to start with, that's a fun kind of friend to have, right? Because they're always going to do what you want to do. They're always going to tell you, you're doing great. Man, let's, I love to hang out with you. Man, you're so much fun. And, and they're going to act like you're the greatest thing in the world. But the problem with that is you're not the greatest thing in the world. None of us are the greatest thing in the world. We've all got stuff that's wrong with us, don't we? You have stuff that's wrong with you? Do your friends have stuff that's wrong with them? Yeah, they do. What the Bible teaches is that you need friends that will tell you, you know what, that's not right. You shouldn't treat her that way if you're treating someone wrong. You need friends that have the courage to stand up to you and say, you know what, you're being irresponsible. That's not the way a Christian ought to be. Now, when that happens, what's, what's going to happen to you? How are you going to feel if your friend tells you something like that? You going to feel good? You are? Or are you going to feel bad? If your friend tells you you're, you're acting wrong, you shouldn't be doing that. How are you going to feel, good or bad? Thumbs up or down? Yeah, thumbs down, right? You're going to feel bad. But you know what? If you're acting naughty, you do need somebody to tell you that, don't you? We do. All of us need someone who will tell us the truth about our behavior. That's why he says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. If I care about you, and you're really acting in a way that's not Christian and is harmful to you or to other people, if I just step back and let you do that and don't ever tell you that, am I really being a friend to you? No, I'm not being a friend to you. So number one, a kind of friend you don't want is a friend who's always going to tell you what you want to hear. Let me tell you the, the other side of that coin. You don't want to be the kind of friend who always tells people what they want to hear. You want to be the kind of friend who's honest, who's going to tell the truth. You know, I learned this as a dad when my children were young. They would ask me something, and my tendency, my temptation is, I want my children to be happy if my daughter says, how does this look, Daddy? You want to say, oh, darling, you're beautiful, it looks good, but I didn't always say that. I was honest with them. 
And one of the things that happened as a result of that is my daughters didn't ask me if they didn't want my opinion, number one. (laughs) And number two, when they did ask, they could trust that I was going to tell them the truth. And they would believe what I said. You need to be the kind of friend that's always going to tell your friends the truth. Okay? Do you all know who Michael Jackson was? Okay, we've got... Yeah, you're not too young to know that. That's good. Do you know who the Beatles were? You do? That's crazy. Most kids your age don't know who the Beatles were. Okay, but let's stick with Michael Jackson for a minute. Michael Jackson was a great singer. He was a great musician, but he was a weirdo. He was. He was a crazy weirdo. And you know one of the main reasons he was a weirdo? Is nobody in his life would tell him no. Nobody in his life would tell him, no, you're crazy. That's weird. Don't do that. But he needed someone who had the courage... And the ability, the relationship with him to be able to tell him no and stop. So you don't need friends that are just going to tell you what you want to hear. You need friends that will tell you the truth. And when you have a friend that tells you the truth, that's something you don't want to hear, don't get mad at them. It may hurt you, but think about it. They're telling you what you need to hear. So don't get mad at them and push them away. You need to choose to be with people that will tell you the truth. Number two, the not that serious about God friend. Read uh, Revelation chapter 3 and verse 16 for us. Now this is Jesus talking to people. And he says, because you're lukewarm. Do you all know what lukewarm is? Lukewarm is where it's not hot and it's not cold. So you get a a Coke or a Dr. Pepper and it's not hot, but it's not cold. It's just kind of... He says, that's nasty. I don't want you to be lukewarm. I want you to be hot or I want you to be cold. I want you to be useful to me one way or another, but I don't want you to just be lukewarm. One of the things you don't need are a bunch of friends who maybe go to church but don't really care about God. Friends that are always eager and excited and ready to go when you're talking about movies or video games or things like that, but when you start talking about going to the mission to serve, eh, you want people who are serious about their relationship with God. I've told you all a little bit about a friend that I had when I was a young man. He came and he lived with us. He wanted to be a preacher, so he was going to work with my dad. And he was, I don't know, several years older than me, three or four years older, maybe five or six. But he kind of was like my big brother while he lived with us. We had a good friendship. You know what I got from him, though? We studied the Bible together all the time. I mean, we memorized the Bible together. He and I, I can remember one particular trip we took one summer with my dad, and we memorized the books of First and Second Timothy while we were on that trip. And we would all day, every day, quiz each other about that. Now, yeah, he had a guitar, and we sang and played, and we did a lot of other fun stuff, but that was always the main thing with us was the Bible. He helped me a lot. 
I mean a whole bunch, because he was at that point in his life really seriously committed to learning God's Word. You need to find friends that aren't just lukewarm about Christianity. And what's the flip side of that? You need to be a friend who's not just lukewarm about Christianity. You need to be the kind of friend that if there's a meeting, when you get up a little bit older and you're, oh, maybe the age of my daughter, Jerrica, where you're in college and you're off on your own kind of, so to speak, and there's a meeting going on, we're going every night to the meeting. Not, well, we'll go these two nights, but I want to go to the movies that night, and I've got this other thing planned. Some, no, that this is, this is the most important thing to us. And we're there, and we're a part of it, and we're committed to it, and it's going to happen. You need friends that are that way, and you need to be the kind of friend who is like that. So number one, you don't want a friend who will not tell you the truth, but just tells you what you want to hear. And number two, you don't want a friend who's not serious about God. Third kind of friend you don't want is the no ambition friend. Read for us Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 20. Okay, if you walk with wise people, you'll be wise, but if you hang out with fools, you're not wise. You're going to be in trouble, okay? The no ambition friend. Do you all know what ambition is? Can you shake your heads yes or no? Do you know what ambition is? Okay, we've got lots of no's and a few yeses. Ambition is somebody who has drive and desire to accomplish something worthwhile in their life. Okay? No ambition is somebody who can get really excited about binge-watching Netflix. Okay? And I'm going to watch the whole season in one weekend of whatever this show is. Then get really excited about something useless like that. Or making some, getting to some next level on, on Fortnite or something like that. They can really get excited about getting, the, unlocking the new dance or whatever it is. But they don't get serious or excited about doing things that are worthwhile with their life. They're interested in foolishness. They're interested in just having fun all the time. They don't have any ambition. They don't have any drive or goal to accomplish anything that's useful or worthwhile in their life. When I was a young warthog, as the song goes, we, uh, we didn't have the video games like you guys have, but we had our things that we did. And there are things like that that I would spend hours doing that are totally useless to me. They have, they have, there's no value to them at all. Learning all about... I, I liked music. Do you all like music? I like to listen to the radio. And I could tell you every group and every song and, and, what, and I had my strong opinions about what was good and what was bad and all, but all that stuff is useless now. It does me zero good. There's no benefit other than being able to say, hey, do you know who the Beatles were or do you know who Michael Jackson was? Some of that's useful for sermon illustrations. But other than that, it did me no good at all. You need to do worthwhile things with your life. And if you choose friends that all they want to do is foolishness, 
All they want to do is goof off and they never really want to accomplish something. Guess what you'll do a lot of? Just foolishness and goofing off and won't use your life for something useful. You know, you only get one life and you only get to live it one time. And you can do a whole lot with it or you can do nothing with it in between. You know what I see all the time when I go out in Dallas to eat? And a lot of times I'll have a business lunch. I'll meet someone and we'll have a Bible study or we'll talk at lunch. It's real common, real common for me to see a couple come in to the same restaurant that I'm at. And the young lady will be dressed like she just came from work. And the young man will look like he just crawled out from under a rock. And they will come in and he'll sit there and slump at the table and she'll sit there and they'll order their food and they'll eat and then she will get her purse and she'll pull out the credit card and she will pay for the meal and then they'll slink back out to the car and she'll get in the driver's seat and he'll kind of wall her into the passenger seat. Young ladies, you don't want something like that. He may be the best e-gamer that ever lived, but you don't want that. You want someone in your life who will do something useful with his life, who will be a blessing and a benefit to those around him instead of somebody who's always just trying to have fun. Okay? And on the flip side, guess what? You need to be the kind of friend who's going to get people to do what's good and useful and not a friend with no ambition. The attention must be on me, friend. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3. Would you read that, please? Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than themselves. Here he says, you need to esteem other people better than yourself. Do you know what esteem means? Give me your head shakes, yes or no. Esteem. Okay. What that means is you need to think other people are better than you. You need to be more concerned about other people than you are about you. We've all seen the friends who are the spotlight on me all the time, right? Uh, The drama, the ones that always have to have drama... The ones that have a worn-out selfie button on their phone because they take selfies all the time because, guess what? It's all about me, and it's not about you. It's not about anyone else. It's the kind of friend where you tell a story and they go, oh, that's nothing. Let me tell you what I did. You have friends like that? Okay. You don't need friends like that. They bring drama And I want you to know, around my house, we had a saying. I I had a saying. Save the drama for your mama. Because I don't want the drama. I don't need the drama. Just save it for your mama. You don't want a life full of drama. And if you choose a friend like this, this kind of friend will always keep things stirred up. And some people, some friends, they need to recognize them before you get to be good friends. All they do is go from crisis to crisis to crisis. And if there's no crisis today, they're going to invent one. They're going to find something to be upset about and something to have drama about. Well, you know, I think she said this about so-and-so, and and I think you don't want that mess in your life. 
It causes conflict, the jealousy, the, well, you know what? You didn't invite me to that, and you invited them, and you've got this constant going back and forth. I want to tell you, your life is going to be a lot better if you are the kind of person Philippians 2 said, and you choose friends who are the kind of person that Philippians 2 said. That's the kind of person who their main interest is in being, getting along with people and working with people and not making it about me, not making it about what I can be the center of attention, but just being a part of the team. You know, I recently worked with someone. We had a project going on, and this person, they're a go-getter, and they get involved in lots of stuff, and they, they accomplish a lot of things, but they just weren't a team player. They didn't want to do what the team did. They wanted to go off and do their own thing. And I had to call them back, and I'd say, Hey, listen, you know what? I need you to be on the team. I need you to work with us as a team. You don't want friends who are constant drama, who constantly have to be the center of attention. And the flip side of that, don't be like that. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Jesus, if he lived today, do you think Jesus would have a selfie stick? <laughs> I've preached about that and my son-in-law bought me a selfie stick for Christmas because I talked about that. Can you see Jesus with the disciples? Last Supper. <laughs> I just don't think that's what Jesus would have been about. I think Jesus was about serving other people. And if you find friends that are full of drama and always have to be about them and they always have to be the center of attention, it's going to cause you trouble. It's going to cause you heartache. It's going to cause you lots of drama in your life. And you're just better off choosing different people for close friends. The last one is the seize the worst in everything, friend. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. He says, all things work together for good to them that love God. Did you know that's God's primary attitude toward life? So all things are going to work together for good. There's a guy, I wish I had a picture of him right now, but I don't. I didn't think about him until just now. I can't even remember his name. But this guy has no arms and no legs. Have any of y'all ever seen a video of this guy? Maybe some... And he is so positive. He's got a wife and like three kids and, and a business. And a, he's an amazing guy because he's got such a good attitude about things. And yeah, he's got no arms and no legs. And yeah, he wishes he had arms and he wishes he had legs. But he doesn't. But he's got a good attitude about life. You do not want friends that just see bad in everything. Friends, that no matter what happens, they see bad. They're pessimists. They see the negative. They don't enjoy school because, oh, we've got all those dumb rules. We got to, There's no reason they ought to have those rules. And you don't want friends that just see bad in everything. Oh, yeah, the youth meeting was okay, but they wouldn't let us go TP people's houses. Or what? always find something negative. And something bad in everything they do. You don't want to, you don't want friends like that. Do you know why? 
Why do you think you don't want friends like that? Because when you're around people that just see bad all the time, guess what you're going to start to see? Bad all the time. When I first moved to Dallas, I worked for a guy and I built fences. That was my job, to build fences. These cedar fences around people's houses, six or eight foot fences. You know what I'm talking about? Around the backyards. Guess what I noticed everywhere I went? I noticed people's fences. Everywhere I went, I noticed people's fences. Then, you know what I did? I roofed houses. And I was the guy that would carry shingles up and nail them on the top of someone's house. And guess what I noticed everywhere I went? People's roofs. And guess what I quit noticing? I don't notice people's fences hardly ever anymore. Let's start noticing roofs. When I bought my wife a silver Honda Odyssey minivan, guess what I start noticing everywhere I go? Silver Honda Odyssey minivans, right? The reason I'm telling you this is whatever you focus your attention on, it's what you're going to see everywhere, okay? When I walked in this morning, guess what I saw everywhere? Bad company t-shirts, okay? And if we all wear these when we go out, one of the things, if you see people who walk around with a gray t-shirt that looks kind of like this, you'll notice it because you focused on it. When you focus on bad and negative and ugly things in this world, you're going to notice it everywhere. It's just going to be the way life is. You don't need friends that constantly tell you what's wrong with everything in this world. You don't need people that gripe about the church here being your friends. And there may be some people who go to church here who just gripe about the church here all the time. Don't need to be hanging out with them as friends because they're going to bring you down. They're going to make you not like the church. You need to be with people who see the good and the positive in things, who realize that no matter what happens, all things are going to work together for good. So don't always be running people down. Don't be the kind of friend that sees the worst in everything. In fact, if you naturally are that way, and some people are more naturally turned to see bad in everything... If you're naturally turned that way, you need to start working. Every time you find yourself criticizing or thinking bad about someone or something, make yourself think something good about that person or that thing. You can do that. And if you'll do that, that will begin to change your attitude. The other big thing you can do to help change your attitude is quit hanging around people that are negative all the time. People that see problems in everything all the time. Okay, so these are the five kinds of friends that you do not want to have. The friend that tells you what you want to hear all the time because instead you want a friend that will tell you the truth. The friend that's not serious about God. Not that they hate God, they just, they just think it's okay to be lukewarm. You don't need that. You don't need the no ambition friend that is going to waste their life on stuff that's useless. And I said video games. It could be anything else. It could be football. I like to watch football. It could be movies. It could be anything. Music. The attention must be on me kind of friend. You don't want somebody who's going to bring all that drama into your life. You want somebody that will serve and help you to serve. And you don't want the seize the worst in everything kind of friend. If you will make an intentional effort to choose friends who are not like this, 
your life will be better and it'll be easier for you to serve God. Okay? Now, Craig, what time do we need to be finished by? This session right now. Pretty close to right now. Okay. Well, before we close, I want to have Noah come up and lead us 